It's that time of year, folks. Max Fun Drive is coming up, and you can help. Tell Max Fun what our show means to you. If you want to do that, and we would really like it if you did, you can email us at memberstories at maximumfun.org, or you can call, like an old, like me, 323-601-8719. We'll probably handle compliments well. Probably. We can't guarantee. But I would love if people would call in because we want to hear your beautiful voices. We want to hear your wonderful words spoken by yourselves. Cut a promo on us, please, but a kind one. Uh, So yeah, call in with your stories about what Tights and Fight means to you. 323-601-8719 or email. We'll take an email. Memberstories at MaximumFun.org. Thank you. Tights and Fights Podcast. Perfect Wrestling Podcast Tights and Bites Podcast Tights and Bites Life in the fast lane Totally make you lose your mind Talking about fast lane Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Ding Dong, hello, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Wrestle Dania, Danielle Radford. Ah, uh, thank you, and they're really good on the diddly doos <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm, Just right? crushing the diddly doos. I'm feeling it, the weekend is here. <laughs> also joining us is the five Kelkle Shuffle, Lindsay Kelk. That's me, yay! Yeah, now briefly, Danielle... We opened our show, as we do every show, with a deep dive into the DC Expanded Universe or Extended Universe, whatever the fuck the E stands for. I don't care. Don't tell me. Oh, I was gonna, but I We had out. watched the Snyder Cut, which you did twice, but you had to. Just sort of boil it down. Give me the elevator pitch of how you felt of that movie. Elevator okay. pitch review. I can think I can do this in 30 seconds or less. Uh, great. No, maybe a minute. Ah, uh, well, try 30. Um... It is actually a movie now, so that's great. They've made it into a movie. I think we would be looking at a good movie at three hours. And I think that if you get rid of every instance of slow-mo that isn't The Flash, who is the only one who needs it, it could probably get us down to a good 320. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I don't need more. You did that in under 30 seconds. Great job. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Got Nailed my comedy timing back. I haven't been on the stage for a while. I don't know how many minutes is three anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have to flash a light. The speed was great. So let's talk about Fastlane, the high octane WWE live show that was the first to be on Peacock. Now, most of the matches on this show really whipped right by. It had good pace. The main event was much longer and, of course, played into the WrestleMania main event. Before we dig into specific moments, let's talk about our overall impressions of the show. I liked it a lot. There were moments which we will get to specifically that kind of brought it to a crashing halt, either intentionally or not intentionally. But overall, stronger than it had any right to be considering it, what is it, tomorrow WrestleMania starts? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday, Hal. The pre-show is already on. The pre-pre-show. Oh, it's, thank it's, Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. So what did you think, Lindsay, overall? I, I liked it. I I felt like it was a very efficient show, if that makes sense. It was sure. like, oh, everything means a thing. I wasn't especially surprised by very much. It didn't feel like a shocking show, um, but it felt like a very efficient show that did the things it came here to do. Like it was like an exceptionally good episode of Raw with no commercials. Mm. Danielle? I got to see my sign pointing. It's fast lane. That's all we want. The EST of sign pointing definitely showed up. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. She nailed, nailed that for her first sign points. She was born to point yeah, at that sign. Truly. <laughs> sure. All of her collegiate achievements just went right into her pointer finger. And so, but yeah, no, I liked it. I thought that it was fun. I usually, Fastlane is one of those ones where I'm like, if I wasn't doing a podcast, I might skip it and, and check it out. Like, sure. Or just get, you know, check out the matches everyone recommends. But I agree with you that it was also, it was, it was better than it had any right to be. I like an efficient pay-per-view these days. 100%. I want to start with a match that was very, very good until the final 30 seconds where it feels like it completely fell apart. And and I wouldn't be surprised if that original ending was supposed to create some confusion, but it was executed so poorly. And who knows? I, I don't know enough to say to say why it went down the way it did. But it was really, really disappointing. We're talking, of course, about Big E and, and Apollo 
Cruz, who had a fantastic, it was a great match. I loved the match. And then it ended and I, it felt so abrupt. Mm-hmm. Did that ruin the rest of the match for you, that that finish? Because I can't get past it. And I, every time I think of the match, it's hard not to think of it as a as a whole, where just the end is so bad that it kind of it kind of cancels out all the good stuff before it. So they were working so hard. They were working really hard. Uh, Uho's always, he got that. No, it doesn't, but it is. I think it's also like, maybe it's quarantine. I don't know. I'm very much in a, oh, we're just all doing our best. So <laughs> because I find myself <laughs> being a lot more forgiving of everything in my life, especially like, especially like entertainment. So yeah, it, it's a bummer. But those two dudes brought a hell of a match. And so, you know, those things happen. See, yeah. unlike World's Kindest, Danielle, quarantine has made me so much more forgiving of the things and the people I love and it makes me hate on the things that I hate so much it like intensifies everything there is no longer a gray area where I'm like you know what it was fine I'm just like no that was amazing or that was absolute bullshit and should be burned in a fire (laughs) having said that I love these guys so I was like you know what like they're really fucking trying and you like leave them alone Twitter because they're doing a thing and they did so good and Botches happen and these things happen. And I stood up for Brie when she did that suicide dive. So I got to stand up for my boys. Mm. I will say because I felt like from the beginning, this was part of a bigger story. It didn't bother me that much because I kind of felt like this was going all the way to Mania. So I'm like, this isn't the last time we've seen these fellas do this thing. So I'm not so mad about it because I know I'm going to see it again. Yeah. And I'm not upset. It's more just, oh... Yeah, it's a shame. It's like leading a marathon the whole way, and then 50 feet from the finish line, you just collapse and fall asleep. And poop on yourself. And and poop on yourself. Yeah, it's the, you know, that kid's thing where somebody passes out and you hear like the, (laughs) like that's the last thing (laughs) before they cut away to like a business meeting or something. Obviously, they're going to wrestle again. This program has to end with Apollo winning the belt. It kind of has, has to. Yeah, the character's taking off. This is what you've been setting up all this time. It's not going to hurt Big E to lose that title. It allows him to move on to the main event scene, which is probably where he belongs right now anyway. But the, just yeah. all the moments and uh, matches are made of moments. And there were a lot of great moments in that. And I'll be happy when people are able to congregate again. But I will miss the ability to hear Oof. all the talking because it's performance on a different yeah. level. And the, and the, the wrestlers who who really get into that and really own that and and explore it are just doing work that's like a cut above. Uh, you know, Cena will be back eventually to do something and you'll hear all the talking you want to during the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back elbow. Uh, I love it. He's a. Hey, I'd rather him be loud and people be safe, you know? That's right. Big hoss fight between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in a false count anywhere match Drew coming out on top I like it when they fight in the screens right <laughs> baby likes it when they fight in the screens you baby like likes when things go boom boom and they made things go boom boom um, so I enjoyed it <laughs> I did enjoy it I liked his face paint I liked I liked the slapping yeah. I liked the shouting I liked Full the bang bangs yeah I knew Braveheart was coming I yeah. just wasn't sure if they were going to save it until Mania. Right. Um, but yeah. I don't mind that we got a dress rehearsal. But don't you guys, how excited are you for what he's going to do at Mania now? Because I'm like, he's got the sword. He's got the face paint. The kilt's going to have to come back out. Like, what else yeah. is he going to bring? Is he bringing a haggis? Like, what is coming? Is he going to play the bagpipes all the way down to the he ring? Better. It's just very exciting. It's very exciting. He's coming with his own heroin addiction. That's what's next. <laughs> he's gonna- oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Danielle only knows things about foreign countries she learns from movies they're all true so it's yeah he's gonna ride to the ring on a giant box of wine gums and we're so excited for it that's a huge sponsorship i had some wine gums the other day and it was my last bag oh Oh. sorry (laughs) come out to santa monica you can get more there there's a lot of anglophile stuff out here all right (laughs) before we talk about the main event i feel like we have to talk about the match between alexa bliss and randy orton Hmm. which and I put this in our in our text thread go, going inside baseball. I was watching it when Jennifer came in. She sat down on the couch for a second. And then that, that match was starting. And she was like, are those two going to fight each other? I said, yes. And she sat. Dear listeners, <laughs> you believe me when I tell you that she sat on that couch for three minutes watching the television, interested in what was going to happen. I know. I've been with my wife for 16 years. I know. <laughs> 
the look when she's engaged by something. And she was engaged, and it had her full attention. And then she got up and walked out because <laughs> she did not care, had no background <laughs> with any of that. Had seen enough, was time to go. And that is her right. But I thought it was well pulled off for what it needed to be. And also, I just just want to shout out, so we didn't really, I don't think we really talked about it. At least I didn't. The moment they showed in the video package where she took over all the screens in the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. That's such a great effect that, again, once you have live crowds, yeah. you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, boy, was it nice to experiment and use that space. You know, see what you could do with it. Push your push yeah. your boundaries. And the match was good. And now we got Melty Fiend. Melty Fiend. Oh, my God. Yeah. Melty Fiend. Someone, I wish I knew who tweeted this. I'm so sorry. But that picture of them with like where Alexa's like kind of straddling Randy or whatever. Absolutely yep. straddling Randy. And, yep. you know, that only goes to show how far Randall has come that we we allowed that, you know? <laughs> and it was fine. And then with, with the Fiend behind her, so, someone posted on there uh, when that couple from back on the bar thinks that you look cool or something like that. They uh. have a cool look. Yeah, I saw some good tweets. Uh, yeah, it was like, Twitter couple looking for a third or something. I saw a lot of that stuff that was excellent. I do want to say like shout out to Alexa because obviously she is not the main part of this story. It's Randy Mm -hmm. Fiend, Randy Fiend, Randy Fiend. But like she is actually the one that's done all the work. The Fiend hasn't even been around. Randy can only Randall. Like that's all he's capable of doing. And he's doing prime Randalling. Like I'm not saying this isn't his best Randall. But mm. she's the one that's done all the work. She's the one that is performing her ass off in this storyline. Mm-hmm. And she has been amazing. Earth to earth. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. In the fire, he was destroyed. But in the future, he will be reborn. <laughs> what is the dismount going to be for this? She right. is a gymnast, so I'm excited to see that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go blissing, right? Yeah. Bray Wyatt can reinvent himself a ton of different times. You can continue to tweak and move that character around and it works. But she went so far from where she was to this version of herself. I feel like you either have to have to do a some sort of a Papa Shango return to mm. break the spell or you just have to injure her and have her go away for a long time and come back and pers- yeah I think she'll go away mm. I think there'll be some sort of exorcism type situation like when the fiend is defeated he'll lose his power over her, mm. and then she'll mm. go away and then she'll come back and be like I'm back bitches and then she'll do that cool thing with the title behind her neck and I'll be like yay yay title yeah. <laughs> I kind of hope that they keep her I love a good because they they've tried it a couple times and it hasn't stuck yet but i love a good crazy insane lady i wouldn't mind seeing her freelance as crazy insane instead of being attached to her boss right Uh, it's it's nice that she's like dark crazy and not just like i'm so wacky it's like oh it's not full fatal attraction crazy i hate when crazy is attached to a dude i hated Mm -hmm. the aj lee crazy when it was always attached to a dude but i'm 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 here for like just yeah, I'm fucked up and I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. That seems yeah. fun. That fireballs seems like a good ladies. time. Fireballs at ladies. Yes. Y'all. Ladies That's have right. earned fireballing. Right? Before we move on from Fastlane, let's talk about the main event, the match that had the most implications for WrestleMania, which was Daniel Bryan losing to Roman Reigns with Edge as a special guest enforcer. Of course, that means he's getting hit involved. Of course, people are going to get hit with chairs. Of course, Jey Uso is going to show up. And the muddy finish opens the door for a triple threat match. Before we talk about that, I know we have a very strong two dudes policy around here. But before we talk about that, the actual match was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Roman Reigns has a great match with pretty much everybody he faces. Then you put in Daniel Bryan, who has a great match with pretty much anybody he faces. And Edge, who has a great match with pretty much anybody he faces. And Jey Uso who now has great matches with pretty much anybody he faces, and then put them in the ring together, wind them up, and let them knock into each other for 30, 40 minutes, and you've got a good time. I am a strict enforcer of two dudes, but I don't mind if the third is that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that could be really fun. I think that that's the kind of match that, because let's let's be real. WrestleMania is two days. 
I'm not saying any of these are bathroom matches in as much as I hope that none of these are bathroom matches. So something like that is a shot of the arm and it, it gives it a little bit of, of wake up time. Ignore your bladder. It was already going to be a good match. Adding him in, I think it's just going to make it even better. So I am tabling two dudes. <gasps> I am entrusting them for the sake of this match and not any other that people were talking about. I extend the trust of three dudes. If I was going to trust three dudes, it's these three dudes, right? Yeah, and right. I like that it's a surprise because, you know, it, from when Edge chose Roman, which I that was a surprise to me because I was super pumped for Edge Drew. But like as soon as this became mm -hmm. the plan, I was like, huh, I just don't know if I'm as excited about this as I would have been. But now I'm like, oh, they've made me do oh again, which, you know, is my most English self. So that's exciting. <laughs> Um, and yeah, again, it's like they're three great wrestlers. I want to see Daniel Bryan versus Edge. I've always wanted to see that. I want to see it. I'm going to get it. I want to see Roman Reigns Edge now because I want to see Edge murder him to death. That seems like it would be fun. I'm thinking about, you know, my third man rule and I'm thinking like whatever that rule may be, wherever it appears in my life, if it's these three dudes, it's one of these three dudes, it's probably okay. Um, so yeah, like welcome in Roman, welcome in Edge. I guess Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I never got over that episode of Total Divas where um, Brie tried to explain to Nikki that Daniel Bryan can't put out in like less than an hour. So you know, oh, that's too. That's too much, right? Like, yeah, he can't just can't can't do it. Can't do can't get the job done. That's why you never see him do a job because he can't get the job done. Iron so Man, I'm excited for this Sting. match and all who sail in her. I think it's it provides a lot of great opportunities from a creative standpoint to take the title off of Roman if you want without Roman taking the loss directly. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the purpose of it, if that's the only reason they're doing it, I'm okay with that because I think that's the way that character should lose his title at this point is by something not in his control because yeah. what does he do then? What right. is he willing to do to get a shot again if he gets put at the back of the line? Yeah. No, it would be fascinating. It, it opens up so much, and Daniel Bryan always opens up so much. And that's what's yeah. so exciting is it doesn't feel like Daniel Bryan's being put in to eat the pin. Even if, yeah. that's, even if that ends up being the case, that isn't For how sure. it feels. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to AEW where the biggest news is a hot new program giving the fans what they want. Is Women's wrestling? No. Is it Cody and Brandy doing Mr. and Ms? Ms. and Mrs. Or Ms. and Mrs.? I forget. I can't remember that show. I always do too. I watched the first two seasons and then I... It's really good. Just like it's Total really Divas. Good. I watched the first 30 seasons and then I dropped off and this It's a very out. different show I'm to so Total much. Divas, but I genuinely do think I mean, it's like very the good. They're made for it. They're, they're yeah. made yeah. for it. Also, I mean, like, how dare all... you, Hal? I remember you not watching all the Total Divas. I did. No, I watched Unlike the wrestling, first... wrestling, I remember things that happened. In fact... That was, Jennifer watched it with me. We oh, watched it together right. for a while. So I watched several seasons of it. Thank you very much. I was there when Cameron was one of the main divas, and she and, she, and Naomi was like trying to get her interested in the business, and, and Eva Marie and her weird Basham brother husband. Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. And, and Vinny. I mean, I remember all the Total oh. Divas dudes, and I miss them. I, mean, come I on. still follow Vinny on Instagram, and I just oh, like sometimes want to sometimes tap on that. Reaction, you guys. Sometimes some of you have got a minute right now to go on Total Vinsanity on Instagram and give that guy a reaction. He deserves it. Send him a smiley face. Don't send him <laughs> too many because he'll reply to you. But like, send yeah. him one or two. I just want one more babe. Yeah. I don't know how into this show I am. I do like that MJF is in the is in the promo for it, so that'll probably get me to watch a little bit. But still, a lot of wrestling is on YouTube, and when they yeah. added more programming. They yeah. added that people have tons of time mm -hmm. and it's a Yeah. Uh, it's okay, Al. It's okay. You you can hurts. use your words. It's okay. My brain hurts. Um it Yeah, hurts. I I, I just feel kinda weird about it. Plus this I mean, I'm like, I love Ms. and Mrs. I don't watch it all the time, but I'll it's one of those shows that I'll leave on and I'll be delighted by it. The brandy Cody show feels more to me like it's going to be a bit of a slog that it's like we're at home with our dogs we're just an ordinary couple but we happen to run a wrestling business and I'm like oh artifice on top of artifice and it all plays into the same kind of artifice that's not for me but you know I will I'll watch it and I'll see curious to see how these the character versions of them will come across versus mm. 
the character versions of them on TV versus the real versions that we've encountered. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious. But, you know, what would have been more fun would be women's wrestling. Uh, But that's just me. I'm wild like that. Wow. Yeah, the three kayfabe. The three kayfabe is going to be very interesting. The third, I should say, kayfabe is going to be very interesting. You know what? If we get some being the elite stuff on that show so that it isn't so dependent on YouTube, then, like, I get it. But, yeah, the parts of Total Divas where they had to talk to Karana were always the worst parts. Yeah. (laughs) And those shows live and die on the personalities of the people on the show that's why you see the total divas cast come in and out like lana who you might think was amazing and would be amazing like didn't gel with the audience and like regardless of what we thought of whether or not she was amazing and i would have just kept her on for rusa forever but it's like she tested really badly with the audience so she had to go what do you do when it's based around this couple you know they struck gold with ms and mrs and i think it's because the Miz is, is, as we've said before, the hardest worker in the fucking business who was going to make it work no matter what. I wonder if the Rhodes will be able to emulate that dynamic. I mean, they'll do something different. Obviously, they have to. It's TV. It has to be different. But I just don't know if I get that bright candy party vibe, which is what I want from my couple's reality TV shows. I want to just be like, well, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, they've got to order some more trucks to get those lights to florida you know I, I, yeah. i'm just i don't know i'm so yeah. i'm so cynical, but i don't to worry know worry about if her bed is big enough yes. <laughs> and yes. a couple buying a bed and putting it in by their pool like that's the stuff that i want yeah um i don't necessarily want like a bunch of business meetings at, at the end of the day it's really about what the fans want mm. and you know what our fans want is they want to know what's happening in the AEW women's division. And there's only one human being on this planet fully equipped to update them. Really As I drive her closer and closer to a breakdown every single week, Lindsay Kelk, what happened in the AEW women's division this week? It's okay because my doctor has increased my meds. Um, oh, so perfect. we can have this conversation. You know, like You're some welcome. stuff happened. Yeah, thanks for that, Hal. That was what I wrote on my prescription request. I was like, please refer to Hal Lublin as to why I need my Xanax doubled. Uh, so, yeah, stuff happened. Um, I actually i am going to talk about Britt Baker's promo and the actual promo itself later. But I, I do think it's worth pointing out here. Um, we talked about this last week, is that she lost the match, but she was always the person that was going to come out the star, which yep. I, it makes me feel so bad for Thunder Rosa. And it's just like, oh, AEW, you had a lose, and now you're going to make her the star of your division. That's interesting. Okay. But we'll talk about that. I think she's wonderful, obviously. Um, yeah, there was a match. and It was a good match. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> where's, where's, where's Hikaru Shida? Where's my champion? I want to see she her was there. do stuff. She, she was there. I want to see her uh, in a match. I want to see her wrestles. In. By the way, can I just get... Look, I know I'm not... Maybe I'm not the person to give advice on the business. Certainly not to someone who's never drawn a check to people or performers. But this just seems like a common sense piece of advice. So I'm going to offer it to you. If your job during the show is to run out to the ring to break up a pin with a with a with a weapon, you should probably put on shoes that allow you to move quickly <laughs> instead of instead of looking like you've never worn wedge sandals before so that you are walking like a gangster's mall to the ring and causing the causing them to sit in their powerbomb setup for what feels like 45 minutes. That was something that I noticed. That's and then I was like, comment. oh, right, she's the champion. Because when, when Bunny came out, she was wearing flats and she booked it. She got in there so fast, and it and it was stark contrast. It's just maybe it was slippy, be... and we didn't know. Maybe, maybe, mm. maybe she was Not supposed if... to have some other shoes and wardrobe failure. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. They they match the outfit. It Never feels like it run was in put a together. wedge. Never run in a wedge. It don't do it. It's a very odd. I mean, I don't know how many of our listeners have worn wedges, but it is a very mm. strange feeling because it's not like when you have a regular heel and your your weight is balanced between your heel and the ball of your foot. 
because there's that weird extra support on your mm. arch that actually it makes running impossible. It's like running with bricks strapped to your feet. Uh, so that wasn't well thought out. Fine, yeah, that was a match, and the match was good, and I want more women's <laughs> wrestling. I, I know, I, I know. At this point, it just sounds like I, I, I'll never be pleased, and I'll never be happy with yeah. AW, and maybe that's true. Um, well, but I just, I want to see my champion doing stuff all the time, and you should be able to do two matches, and one of them should be about the championship all the time, and there should be another storyline at the same time, and that's wrestling. Well, let me let me offer. Number one, to say, yes, there should be more matches, but also to say that, that to give them credit where credit is due, that, that it was a very, very good match and that they involved two other women at the end gives you hope that there might be more matches in the future. Now, we know oh, that oh, we know from I'm not going to be hopeful about <laughs> you it. I'm and your hope. <laughs> at least they took the steps. That's that's nice. I mean, I just know where hope has gotten me with AEW, and it's doubled my Xanax. So yeah. um, <laughs> also, I can't double uh, it again. They won't allow it. They won't allow it. <laughs> You'll be on that uh, that no dream medicine from <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> is it Dreamacil so or whatever good. whatever they call it? That sounds uh, so good. The other thing I wanted to say is they should have taken the belt off of Hikaru Shida a long time ago because I constantly she is unavailable to the point. That I she's not unavailable. She's she is there. She's there all the time. Well, they, they don't put her on TV. No, they Why put her on YouTube. Front and they put her on YouTube. Uh, she is there all the time. No, she is count. not in Japan. She is here. She is here. It's disgraceful. Their use of her as champion has been disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been real bad. The school I went to, my hippie dippy Quaker school, once a year, we would have field day. So. If you were in like the fourth grade, they divided the teams into the blue team and the white team, which were our school colors, and we would compete against one another. Different classes. We would all be split up, and it was real fun. And then eventually that became International Day, and it was seven groups, seven large groups of students. And it feels like AEW has turned into five groups of large people. Like if you're unaffiliated with someone, there's no way you're getting on TV. Yeah. Because they are just constantly, and some of them... I remember are together, and some of them I forget are together. I know, yeah. and it it's feels a lot of like, factions, isn't it? Isn't it, it a lot like of late, factions? It's late '90s WWE. It's that early Attitude yeah. Era where everything was a faction. You had the Nation, and then you had Degeneration X. I tweeted about this. That, I tweeted yeah. that that's a lot of factions, and was mm. surprised and like not mad, but like genuinely interested at how many people replied to me and said, "I love a lot of factions." I was yeah. like, good for you, good for you. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, maybe they know something. And we've we've long established that AEW is not being made for my enjoyment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a lot for me because I'm like, can you just try another kind of story? There's so many kinds of stories. Mm. And can the women have it. some stuff? I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't love it. For me, it's, for me, it feels lazy and reductive. But I yeah. realize it's nostalgic for some people and makes it easier to say good guy, bad guy. Yeah, there's something to factions creating power. Like, mm-hmm. oh, these people have joined forces. It's going to be way tougher to stop them because if you fight one, the others are showing up. Well, now it's you fight one, the others are showing up, then my five guys show up. But you've got three new guys and then it's just becomes, well, there and are better factions. if you're going factions. on a train to Omaha and you divide <laughs> by X. Yes, exactly. You can only move at 10 miles per hour. Uh, one of those factions may be on the way to splitting up, which is the elite, the Young Bucks, leaving Kenny Omega behind to take a super kick to the mic to the face, which left him with a bloody lift. It was a good kick. I really it was, great I was kick. like, oh, it was a great kick. Hello, ding dong, hello. <laughs> now I don't like bleed. I don't like on purpose bleeding. That was an accidental one. Yes, clearly. Um, so it it punctuated the moment, but I don't don't get it twisted. I don't want y'all razor blading your lips for my enjoyment. All of you in AEW, I know you live or die by what I think of the show. Clearly. <laughs> they so they care more about what you open. think about the show than what we think about the show. Just just rest easy in that knowledge. Just seriously. No comment. Let's talk about <laughs> NXT as we approach TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. And when I hear that, I only think about Edward James almost teaching children calculus. Oh, and I can only think about Adam and the ants. So no one's thinking about wrestling. <laughs> no one's thinking about wrestling. There were two different women's tag matches. I'm just going to run through a lot of what happened. We're getting Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly fought in a Gracie gym where nobody was wearing a mask. And then 
<laughs> went on to uh, to have their contract signing where they cut vicious promos on one another. And also we have Finn versus Karrion Cross. I want to that is something I want to talk about for a second, which is do we think this is NXT taking an opportunity to put the title back on Karrion since he never really got a run to sort of see what he can do with it or has his time passed and this is just to give Finn an opponent who they already know can perform at a main event level. What's your gut on that, Danielle? I think maybe it's more that they um, want to give Finn a different opponent. I think. I don't know. That's one of those ones. You guys know I'm always really bad at, like, what are they thinking? I don't know, because if they're thinking what I'm thinking, we're just thinking about butts. So, <laughs> <laughs> And there's some great butts involved. There are always great butts. Three great Fantastic butts involved butts. in this match. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like Finn has been tailing off a little bit, just a Ooh. tiny touch, and maybe this is... Carrion's going to take it to give Finn a bit of a break, maybe. But I also feel like, you know how much I love Finn so much. Um, but I do feel like I don't care about this match that much, I, which I feel mm. terrible about. But it is primarily because I just am not invested in Carrion Cross. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, I could be it too. I, right? I objectively get it. Like, I understand why people love him and why he is what he, hi- what he is. But he doesn't connect with me and it's that weird disconnect between him and Scarlet. Like I don't get that. Like she's this wild occult temptress femme fatale girlfriend reading tarot cards for people in the pub when you wish that she wouldn't, but you let her do it because she's so hot anyway. You're just like, just just humor her, humor her, please. Like that and, and he just feels like such a straight dude, you know? It's like the short sleeved shirts. Like he feels like I've talked about this before. Like he's going to do a Robbie Williams set at the end of the night (laughs) just with the karaoke machine, but never give it back. And it's like, it was karaoke night. It's not actually your turn to do a turn, Carrion. But he's like, no, I'm going to do like five songs because the housewives love it. Like that's the vibe I get off him. And then she's this weirder culty seeing the future temptress. They don't gel right to me, even though I know they're a real life couple. And I feel like that's why they got stuck together when it doesn't really work. He would work better for me as just like a straight up monster. Like, mm. I don't think he needs her. And she's there doing the trickery in the background. Like when Carrion came out this week and was like, no, you crossed the line last week, Finn. You had malice. And, and, and he was like, no, he didn't. And she's like, <laughs> like super hot Macbeth witch behind him being like, I'm Lady Macbeth and doing all this stuff. Ha ha ha. But so that makes him look weaker to me. Plus his name is Kevin. So I think we're just going to be calling him Kevin <laughs> from now on. Kevin Cross? Yeah. I don't think I can call him Carrion anymore. It's silly. Killer Cross was fine. I'm going to be calling him Kevin. Kevin and Scarlet. Okay. And I do feel like Finn's just a little bit like, oh, fine, okay, let's do this. Get out of the way. I just don't feel like he's as invested in this as he was the Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole, like, at all. Mm-hmm. So, wow. you know, I also don't think it's going to be a main event. Hot take. Do you wow. agree? If so, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to take a look at a queenless WrestleMania. That's up next on Tyson Fights. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard, and we have no advice. But we do see you doing it. Honk if you like to do it. (laughs) Didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, honk if you did it? That's what it was. I think it was honk if you're doing it. Why did we not ever make this? Those we are did delight. make them. I think they're still in the Max Fun store. <laughs> honk, honk. You're doing it. <laughs> Thanks, Biz. So are you. Each week, we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good job. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. Honk, honk. Toot, toot. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. It's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Oh, I missed that last week. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh. Since her debut, Charlotte has been the mainstay of women's matches at WrestleMania. But now, after a wild series of events, she'll be completely out of the event for the first time since her main roster debut. 
We have a lot of news to get to with this, but there's been a hot and cold feeling among the panelists on this show when it comes to Charlotte consistently main eventing everything. And for me, it has nothing to do with her talent, which is great, and it has a lot to do with feeling overexposed at the expense of other people who are maybe just as good as her or would be just as good if given the chance, I submit Becky Lynch as Exhibit A. How do you two feel? I think WWE loves Charlotte a lot more than Charlotte loves WWE. Like, I don't know if Charlotte would say WWE was her best friend, but WWE with Charlotte was their best friend. Um, That's the vibe I get from her and from them. Because, like, you look at how she came to the business. It wasn't something she was especially interested in. Her dad is Ric Flair. She could have walked in any day of the week. She only sort of made the move to do it after she lost her brother in a really sad, tragic turn of events. And then she was like, I'm going to follow out his dream for him. She was a natural at it. She obviously is, like, a prodigy at this. She Prodigy is the wrong word. But, like, she, you know, is naturally incredible and just has the talent that was just there from day one and has only gone on to build. But I do wonder, like, if it ended for her tomorrow, would that matter to her? Like, is she as invested as some of the other women? And I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm not saying, like, oh, she doesn't even care. I'm just saying, like, I get the vibe, especially from what's happened this week and the fact that she's not going to be in Mania, even though they've been building her as Miss WrestleMania for, like, the last five years. (laughs) Joke's on you, lads. I don't think she lives and breathes wrestling to the extent, perhaps, that some of the other performers do. And that is not a slur. That is not an attack. That is an observation. And I think that is to their detriment, not hers. Hmm. Mm. Danielle, what do you think? First of all, thank you for calling us panelists. It makes me feel really, like, official and sweet. Um, (laughs) It's pretty dope. (laughs) Yeah, I got to say, like, with Charlotte, I like her. I think that she's obviously amazing. She's an amazing wrestler. And getting to watch her grow has definitely been like one of the highlights of wrestling in the past like seven years or however long it's been, eight, I don't know, I don't know years. But I often feel like there's a Charlotte problem when it comes to the division as a whole. And most of it just is like, you know, do you have to bring Charlotte down to the performance center to beat up on the performance center ladies? You know, I know that that helps like boost them, but it's also they were already having matches that we liked. And I feel like anytime they don't have a clear idea of what they want to do or if they change their mind all of a sudden, Charlotte becomes like their version of duct tape where it's like, I don't know if this is work. Throw some Charlotte on it. And she's great. But I do feel like it's she creates the stopgap sometimes not her but the way that she is booked creates a stopgap sometimes and i completely agree with you i think becky was one sasha has Sasha and bailey like there have been chances for people to step into that role and they just haven't they they don't want it is what it seems like like the the you know management and they're all those they don't want it so i love her i love her work i her missing wrestlemania is only like again funny because they bill her as Ms. wrestlemania but it's also like She'll be fine by not being there, but having her there would hurt the match that I'm most excited to see. So so let's talk about her absence. The official reason given is that she has tested positive for COVID. And mm. I would assure that I'm sure that WWE's rigid health and safety protocols would keep her out uh, before the big show. Plus, there's an issue if assuming that this is the case that. She's gonna have. She's gonna. Have, she would have to get back into ring shape. And Drew a lot of had COVID. Have... I'm just gonna point out that Drew had COVID and was out for like two weeks. He was yeah. out for like a hot minute, and then he was straight back with his belt. So okay. that's well, part of my right. like. Okay, <laughs> sure. Of let's this, get into you it. Know? All right. Let's. I'm put just the, putting let's, that out. Let's connect the yarn to all of the different articles using. Ooh. Using Please. thumbtacks. Red string say, time, baby. Yep. Wild speculation alert. Yeah, the real reason why this is happening is nothing to do with COVID. She tested positive for helping her get her fiance Andrade an outright release and playing hardball on her half to make sure that she got it. Now, is this confirmed? No. Is it a great and convenient story for whoever comes across it to reinforce how they feel one way or the other about any of the people who would be involved in that? Absolutely. Is the truth somewhere in between? Well, not in between. I, yeah, you either have very weird. It'd be very weird. Well, it's it would just be very yes weird no. to be like, 
Well, you could say like, oh, well, she actually isn't contact tracing. She was exposed to someone who had it. She doesn't really have it. But we're just going to say this gives us our opportunity to, to bench her as punishment. And if, as you say, Danielle, she doesn't really. This, this isn't her the, the sun and the moon and the stars for her. Then that's really not a punishment at all. It's just time off. But she two both things could be true. It could be that she tested positive, but also for them, they like we were gonna punish you, but now you you have COVID. It just feels like a very. I feel like all of these two are like they're being punished for this or punished for that. It certainly happens. I feels like we want it to be true, maybe more than it is. Maybe she successfully played hardball and then got it so much that she got yes. COVID by being stupid out in public. Well, she is out in public a lot. They're out. I had to unfollow them both on Instagram because they were out like a whole bunch um, the whole time. Uh, and they did have the outbreak at the performance center. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility that she tested positive for COVID. Um, I thought it was really interesting that Rhea had to put it in her promo to be like, hey, you guys, I'm Rhea Ripley, the most exciting talent to come to Roar in so long. Um, but also, don't be upset that I'm here. I'm only here because Charlotte's got COVID. I'm like, no, you didn't need to do that. They didn't need to make that a thing. Everyone loves a conspiracy theory. Hi, 2021. Hi. We have so many to choose from. Why not make up some more? I think it's the fact that Andrade got his release on his terms. Felt mm. very confusing to people. And I'm going to do the Stewie voice from Family Guy, where he goes up at the end of every sentence. <laughs> to display my incredulity if it is the case that charlotte was just like let him go or i'm gonna kick off Mm. then honestly i would say then you don't get to be on wrestlemania because it's super unprofessional imagine if you were at work and you worked with your partner and your partner wanted to leave and it their contract said they had to stay for another six months or whatever and you went in and pulled your big bully boots on and said, well, if you don't let them leave, I'm going to quit too. And I'm really important to your company. Mm. That's not the actions of someone who loves their job and loves their company. You should be able to divorce your personal life from your professional life. And if this is the case, then she didn't. But again, we don't know. We have no idea. But it is suspicious. Don't be suspicious that Andrade got everything on his terms, right? That's the key point here. And then Mm. that it is just terribly convenient that she's gone from being in a main event picture to not being around at all. So yeah. That's get it. weird. Yeah. That's, that's suspicious. Weird. That's suspicious. If you don't I... insert that clip there, Julian, I will come to your house <laughs> post-vaccine post and beat you. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I hope, look, I know that they lie. Everyone knows they lie. I seriously, genuinely, with every part of my being, hope to God they did not lie about someone having COVID because all that does is freak out anybody who has been around that person. So yeah. that's my, I that's my own, like I agree with all of you. It is really suspicious. The timing is weird, but the part of me that's human really, I, I don't want her to have COVID. That would be terrible. I don't want them to have lied about it either because then you are putting all of this undue stress on people who are unrelated to this whole thing, including like, you know, people, let's say they went out to a restaurant and the server was like, hey, I got to hang out with Charlotte. And then you hear this and you're like, wait, what? Like, And they did. Just- they did go out to a restaurant. They go out to so many restaurants and boxing matches and parties and <laughs> gyms. and <laughs> Right. So now you have people that recognize her from those things suddenly you know freaking out because this is a major thing so that's like it makes sense it's a conspiracy theory uh like that makes sense if you choose covid to cover up that you fucking suck yep you it's really dark. Fucking it's dark suck. it's really dark it's like when people were saying that uh, roman had made up his leukemia diagnosis like fuck you you do not make up health ailments you do not make up diseases and sickness it's very fucked up and very very dark and if that is the case bang out of order, super, super, super out of order. They could have just, also I do think they could have just written her out. They could have just said, "Yep, she's out of this story. Rhea is in this story. Like, it's fine. They've completely just dismissed the Lacey Evans, Ric Flair storyline because Lacey's pregnant. It just went away. They didn't address it. 
it's like they're lying too much you know it's like and then the dog came in and then the dog picked up my homework and it sniffed it a bit first it didn't like eat it right away like it just sniffed it and then it like came in and then it came back again and that was the time it got my homework and it ate it and it left a little bit of it but like not enough that I could bring it you know it's like lie better just just it's too much information it's too many facts too many facts you know Welcome to new kayfabe. If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Types and Fights. Does our podcast deep dive into the weirdest Wikipedia pages we can find? Yes. Do we learn about scam artists, remote islands, horrible mascots, beautiful diseases, and mythical monsters? Yes, 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 absolutely, and yes. Do we retain any of this knowledge? Eh, probably not. I'm Emily Heller. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. We make art and comedy and TV shows and also the podcast Baby Geniuses. For the past eight years, we've been trying to learn new things about the world and each other every episode. But let's be honest, this podcast is mostly about two friends hanging out, shooting the breeze, and making each other laugh. We're horny, we like gardening and horses, and we get real stupid on here. Well, like, in a smart way. Yeah. Join us every other week on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Bradford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're ending the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? I think I've mentioned this several times during the core. Uh, I bought a guitar with every idea that I was going to pick it up and it was going to be amazing. I played that thing once. Remember that they hurt your fingers. Uh, eventually, I'll get back to it. But you know who did successfully learn how to play an instrument during core? Who? Motherfucking Xavier Woods learned. He tweeted, I started playing bass guitar on February 19, 2021. I've been using um, a name of a thing that I can't pronounce. Um, I've got Rocksmith two days ago. Musicians. Thank you. I got Rocksmith two days ago. I'm honestly in love with my bass guitar. Her name is SideQuest. Obviously, he's already a musically inclined person. But I just want to give it up that he has been playing an instrument since February 19. And he posts a clip where he's already good at it. So good on you for sticking with your core hobby uh, the way that none of us did. And I think there might be a clip so we can hear some of it. Look at that. Playing that. So uh, congratulations. Um, I think I've decided to go back to my knitting and you are the cause. So there we go. Fantastic. Lindsay? I am going to put over Britt Baker's promo on AEW because it was exceptionally good. And this was a good week for promos and a good week for stuff to put over. Could have put over Kyle O'Reilly's Joy Division t-shirt. Couldn't put over anything else about his look, but it could have put over that t-shirt and I didn't. So I'm putting over Britt. She did a great job. Every word of it meant something. Uh, there were lines that were just like iconic lines when she talked about her history being written in her blood. She talked mm. about, uh, you know, the blood in her eyes, but I've never been able to see so clearly. It was like beautiful writing. Yeah. Um, the imagery and the metaphors, you know, some of us enjoy that. Some of us enjoy that. I love that she she called out a legend. She called mm-hmm. out Mick Foley. That's promo 101. And she called out Tony Khan. And I loved when she talked about Tony Khan hiring husbands when he has a legend right there in front of him. Yes, please. More of this. Absolutely amazing. And again, I hate to do it, but you compare and contrast to that dreadful promo like a year ago when it all went tits up in the worst way. And now to watch her come out and command the mic. Julian has a clip of this also. It was so good. Because Tony Khan, you're out here looking for every legend that ever has been when you have the biggest one right here standing under your nose. Because not only did I make history that night, I put AEW on the map. And those three letters, AEW, come second to the most epic three in all of professional wrestling. D. M. D. The command of it, the power of it, 
She never stuttered, she never broke, she never looked away from the camera, she did not second guess herself. She meant every word. Enough of it was rooted in reality that it hit harder than when it's a scripted promo. I just loved it. It was promo class excellence. I hope everyone is watching that this week and saying, how can I do as well as this? Absolutely. I have two things I would like to put over. One of them is an Instagram post by Asuka that involves King Kong and Godzilla fighting one another, and I will leave it there because I don't want to ruin the reveal, but we will link to it in in the show notes. Go find it there. It is wonderful, and it will make you love Asuka even more than you already do. Or if, you're, if you weren't sure where you stood on her, you love her now. I also want to put over on uh, on Wednesday evening, the Toronto Rafters played the Denver Nuggets. The sideline reporter was Kayla Gray, and Kate Bairness and Amy Audibert were the uh, were the play-by-play and color analyst, respectively, making them the first all-female broadcast team in NBA history. They were fantastic, and maybe because it was lauded as much as it was, not only will it become more standard in that sport among the many others where it should already have been happening a long time ago. If you don't believe me in basketball, if you put Doris Burke. Give me Doris Burke talking about anything and give me Candace Parker correcting Shaq. Put that on auto-repeat the number of times that she clapped back, including last night saying, take the surprise out of your voice. <laughs> because he hadn't realized that she was named Defensive Player of the Year this past season. Uh, it is high time for all female broadcasters, maybe on a major wrestling show. Hey, Tony Khan, you want to be progressive? Put put three, put three 900 women in the booth instead of 4,800 men. How about that? Just try it. See how it feels. And not on YouTube. It doesn't count. For fuck's sake. All right, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. Oh, I ended that angry. (laughs) This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Daniel Radford along with me, Hal Lublin. New Thrilling Adventure Hour show coming up in April. You can go to houseseats.live for info. You can also still get access to our show and tell, which has hilarious clips from all of us before we became the Work Juice family. You can also follow me at Hal Lublin all over social media. Danielle Radford, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Uh, what? what? <laughs> Who am I? Um, yeah, you can just follow me at Danielle Radford on Twitter. That's usually where I post any stuff that I'm doing. Danielle underscore Radford on Instagram. Follow me there. I'm trying to use that more, but it's, I, I always forget uh, that I could do. I have a bunch of Mountain Dews from a live stream I did that I should just like literally be spending right now posting because they're still in my house for some reason. So uh, yeah, give, give me a follow over there. Lindsay. At Lindsay Kelk on social media. Find me there. Pre-order some books. Get them from your library. Do whatever you need to do. Don't watch that Cole Sprouse 73 questions video on Vogue because he's insufferable. But do note that he put over Night Vale as the podcast he was listening to. Uh, So that was nice. Um, And yeah, go support everything that everyone else is doing from the pod because they're doing so much nice stuff. Yeah. We all deserve. We all deserve a look. (laughs) Our producer, Julian Burrell, has that vaccine in his veins. Soon he will be completely invincible, and he hopes that you do too. Remember, if you are in California, April 16th is when it opens up to all adults age 16 and older. So myturn.ca.gov, I think, is the website. Just look it up, sign yourself up, and get get, uh, that vaccine when you can and when it is your turn. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. Buy our t-shirt, make yourself warm, and share the love of Tights and Fights with everybody else. Because if there's one thing that we, that we exude week to week... It's love and optimism. <laughs> we'll be back next week for I'm more. Trying. You guessed it. <laughs> wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.